started in the Hyde Park when the Yankees came to town. A team in New York's finest, they threw the gauntlet down. Kick Curl cracked a smacker, the ref gave him the line. But Ross's blue and yellow was flying that full time. It's Ross Cullen down the moon. Ross Cullen down the moon. We are Ross. Meet the tribesman back to go all the way. With blind hearts full of bravery, our boys would have their say. With standing early pressure, Roscommon never yields. For Francis Stonewall Graham swept every ball upfield. We seem to lose our grip a while, we'll hear those Rossies roar. With tricky, tricky Dolan shot that all important score. How right now Tobin's tactics. In June, that magic day, Roscommon, keep on marching. It's back door far Galway. It's Roscommon on the move. Roscommon on the move. We are Ross for the last Roscommon on the move. Back home to the hide against the boys in red and green. A loud and rousing welcome, the likes of seldom seen. To the forehead, Captain Virgil, Clifford Mackey got the bid. Right, give it all you got me, boys. This cup we have to win. We thought we'd pass the winning post, then our hearts fell to the floor. When Mel's David Nestor shot what seemed the winning goal. One final chance for the victory, Dancery Lord lets one go. Ross, our kings are callous. It's only moonlight for me, oh. It's Ross With emotion, celebrations, flags and banners flying high With all faithful supporters wipe a tear from an eye As we face another hurdle full of power, grit and fire In the hope to be much closer to break home Sam McGuire It's Roscommon on the move, Roscommon on the move We are Roscommon on the move, Welcome uh, to Ross Sport, a tribute to Connor. This is a, a tribute show for uh, tribute sports show, I suppose you could call it, for Connor Kennelly, former Ruscama, a senior Ruscama footballer, and uh, 
a good friend to myself. Uh, he's been a friend for many years in the CBS and a, a multi-talented uh, sportsman, um, especially not for Gaelic and hurling. And um, I'd first like to extend my sympathies to the family of to Connor's family, and as well as his wife and his kids, Owen, Rasa, and Cara, his mom and dad. His brothers Dara, James and Robert and his sister Sharon and of course um, Aoife as well and everyone else that knows him and of course the wider J community and his wide circle of family and friends. So we hope you'll enjoy this tribute and uh, I'm sure you'll agree that there's, uh, I hope that the um, the glowing tributes that Connor receives uh, you'll, listen, you'll hear in the next two hours will be of comfort to you. Um, as you get through this uh, difficult period, so um, my my I knew uh, Connor from as a friend through through Scotland CBS, uh, you know, for my six years or seven years, six years in um, in Roscommon CBS, we played hurling and football uh, with the with Roscommon CBS, and of course we had a battle, many a battle on on the field as well. So um, you know, but we were always friends off the field. So we'll have many, uh, I suppose, uh, chats with people that knew him over the years and their special or their their uh, sporting memory of Connor and. Uh, of course, we'll have, we'll have messages as well, so you'll be hearing those over the next two hours. Now, there'll also be a mixture of songs, uh, throughout the show as well. So, um, we're going to, I do believe he had a favorite song, and that favorite song was Cat in the Cradle. And I'd like to dedicate this, this one to, uh, his wife Claire and, uh, and Owen and Cara and Rasa. So this one goes out to you, and I hope you enjoy it. It's a, a tribute to your dad. Just the other 
Hello and you're very welcome back to um, to Rossport tribute to Connor. And before we we speak to uh, to Eugene, he sent us he sent a, a, an email that he wanted wanted me to read out or a text that he wanted me to read out, and it says Eugene Coggins here on on a lighter note. Connor and myself climbed the climbed the reek one night after a night out in Midas nightclub in Ballyhonas. We exited the nightclub. To find a to find a bus waiting for our pilgrims, we hopped on the bus and sang a few tunes between the prayers as we were as we were in high spirits. By the time we made it to the to the top, we had to we had come to our senses and realized uh, what we had done. Needless to say, it was a it was a long journey back to Ballinlaw that day, but uh, but we often laughed about it together over the years adrian can you can you read this before can you read this out as an introduction before uh recording uh recording as the family would like to listen to it would get a great kick out of it so there you go eugene and uh, i hope your family enjoyed that one and indeed that was a very good one so uh now we have the uh, interview with uh, we're we're, go- we're about to speak to Eugene. Hello, and you're very welcome back to Rossport a tribute to Connor. And uh, on the line we have uh, to share with us uh, his memories of Connor, his sporting memories of Connor. We have Eugene Coggins on the line. Hello, Eugene. How are you? Hello, Aidan. How are you? Not too bad. No, not, not too bad. Thanks for taking time out to uh, give us your sporting memories. So, I suppose really we start off with um, when you when when you uh, first uh, spotted 
Connor as a footballer and your thoughts about him as a person as well and your, I suppose, the outstanding moment. I suppose a lot of people would would pick out the 2002, uh, the, the 2002 Connor final. Yeah, um, yeah, the kind of final uh, against me all um, was uh, an excellent, excellent time for us, Conan and Connor and all the lads that played in that team. Uh, that was 2001, wasn't it? Uh, oh, 2001, sorry, yeah. 2001, yeah, yeah they, they won that. Um, I suppose uh, just going back to when I, when I first uh, saw Connor, he was actually uh, open a scaffolding outside the pub in Banalaw. They were doing the pub up. And it was 1994, and uh, we had heard that Connor was actually moving to our club and uh, transferring over. And we passed by the, the pub there, you know, on your way to Castlery or back, and seeing Connor and probably Dara James, they were up in the scaffolding, and you know, we we're trying to you know point out which one was uh, Connor. But uh, when we went in, when they opened up the pub, and we started talking, and you know. It became very clear, uh, you know, very quickly that Connor was uh, very outgoing, um, like all the lads, and we were uh, all going to hit a long fight. And uh, I suppose his first game for us was against Boyle, and his most, uh, you know, he played for Bavis for five years, and I suppose his most outstanding games, and he had a lot of them. Uh, St. Aidan's uh, first round of the championship, 1918. 1998, and he broke his wrist that day, therefore he couldn't play in the championship for his common. Uh, that might have uh, changed the result, maybe when they played Galway, you know, he would have been a great asset to his common that year. Uh, they lost to Galway, we went on and won the All-Ireland. And, um, you know, he, he, he'd great, you know, he played for us in the county final, and that year was a great run for us, and uh, he was only 19, and he was up against seasoned performers right through that year. Uh, 19-year-old, like it was, um, you know, you you wouldn't see it now, really, like, you know, a 19-year-old playing senior football, getting the better of most fellas, um, you know, catching balls over their heads, going by them, breaking balls down, and just urging other heads on, actually leading the team, 19 years of age. And he was an inspiration to, to all of us, like, and then Afterwards, you know, anyone from Bannerlaw listening, we had great fun then times, and we'd be in uh, Fitzmaurice's then times, and uh, Connor's favourite song was um, Cats in the Cradles. Oh, uh, yeah, good song. A bit of a hand. Yeah, Cats in the Cradles, <laughs> and the Silver Spoons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was great then to see him go on and uh, play so well for West Town and, and, you know, Always talking to him, he always wanted to, you know, get over that hurdle with Roscommon. He wanted Roscommon to, you know, be able to compete against the Mios and the Galways, you know, Sligo were up there, you know, you don't, you know, you, you wouldn't take anyone for granted and lead from and just, you know, get out there and be as good as you could. And, you know, I I would have talked to a couple of the lads that marked him, you know, over the years. And I know Sean DePuyer and a few guys like that absolutely hated Merck and Connor because right through the game, from word goal when the whistle blew, you know, they were getting they were getting it hard, you know, and they had to earn whatever ball they got. And, you know, they would have really, really uh, earned whatever they got that day. And, you know, back then, we'd say, when he started playing for us in the mid-90s and that, you know, there was a, you know, you see it now, forwards going back, checking back, you know, Connor did that automatically. Never yeah. controlled. And, 
you know, he was a little bit before his time. He was a bit yeah. of a, he had a great engine in him, and, and certainly, like, I, I, as I said, I played with him for the CBS, and, you know, in football and against him, against him at, at club level as well, and I suppose, like, like he, had a, he had a great engine, and Real serious, serious fitness and things like that. So, like as you as you just said, there it it, it was nothing to him. And I suppose you know he started off with Craig's at, at club level. He was with Craig's, and then then with yourselves, and then he then he moved up to Dublin with St Jude's, and then uh, lastly with with Ballycumber. But uh, you know, I suppose from an early age, it would have been his talent would have been. Obvious, and uh, you know he played. He went on to play. He played for the under Roscommon under 16s and minor. He was a great minor as well, and then under 21 and senior. So um, yeah, he he'd be he'd be a, a lad that he'd be he'd be a huge loss. Uh, he'd be a huge loss to the GA and Roscommon GA as well. But um, I suppose you know he has to go down as a, <clears throat> a Roscommon GA legend, really, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he was on that um, minor team, uh, I was talking to Kieran Grogan, who would have been on the team in 1992. They played Armagh in the semi-final. Uh, Connor was very young then, you know, yeah. 15 even, 16. He was on that panel, and actually Armagh, who has, I think, Nagini, you know, a, a lot of them lads went on to win an All-Ireland. Jeremy uh, Marathon and all the yeah, yeah, and all those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, who came on that day in the semi-final, uh, just after the top of the head, I think, uh, Francie Crane came on, uh, Alan Nolan and Connor. Yeah. They came on and sold that day, and, uh, you know, that's great credit to Connor that he that he could do that. And just, uh, you know, uh, that he, you know, I was reading uh, Jared Dowd's piece the other day in the paper, and look, he, he probably stood out from a young age, you know, um, always, you know, from, and, you know, he, from when he was about 12 or 14. It was, it was it was obvious that he was he was heading for it. But a lot of lads have that talent, but they don't push through. But he he was very determined. He was going to play for us, Connor, and win things with them. You know, another another thing I'd just like to say about Connor and lads from Bandla. You know, some people that don't actually follow football. You know, and it was very evident in the pub um, when he was in the pub. You know, uh, when behind the bear, he had a great talent for you know talking to other guys about what they were interested in, you know, yeah. there was guys there and they might be just interested in, um, you know, in the construction, guys working on the road, uh, mechanics, you know, and, you know, he listened to them, he was a great listener and, you know, he was well liked there in Bangalore when he was there, you know, the guys felt, you know, they, he was listening and they tra- he took interest in what they were talking about, you know, mm. and, you know, the last couple of days, you know, they wanted people that were uh, me and, and, and and text me, you know, it, it, it was it was very well liked, you know. And uh, lately, we 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 started um, this golf thing, like you know, in the last couple of years, last two two years, we've gone to Adlone and we've gone to uh, Carrick and Shannon. And uh, only in April, there, Connor was going to organise and um, a golf um, sort of get together in, in Esker Esker Hills, you know, where Shane Lowry is. Uh, That's right, yeah. Yeah, so we we were all going there, but this um, virus. Coronavirus has uh, it sort of put an end to that for the time being, and then tragedy struck on Saturday. And uh, you know, I, I, I suppose I don't know if anyone has speaks from my club, but um, uh, so on behalf of everyone around my families and the surrounding areas as well, Ballyhonest and you know, the more, but especially Michael Gladys Football Club. Um, 
you know, we, we thought the world of Connor, and yeah. uh, and any time he ever came around since, you know, he was always welcome and he was well liked. And uh, you know, I want to pass on my condolences to to Claire and uh, and the family and all the communities, Jimmy and Nora, Robert and Sharon and Kieran uh, and Dara. And um, you know, we're thinking about them and all our prayers are are, um, are with them. I hope I haven't got on too much. You're all you know, right, I could talk all day about Connor, you know. And okay. I've heard so many stories. I, I was actually over in... I, I forgot about that. Just uh, we, you know, Myself and Connor were over in Boston together as well in 1999. They for Shannon Blooms over there. And there's an array of uh, people over there as well that have been wishing, uh, you know, sending their condolences. And he was absolutely... He was loved over there. And he played some serious football over there as well. You know, and he won a Boston final. Went on to play in All-American in Chicago, so you know he, he's he's left uh, a fair legacy after him. You know he was um, he was he was he was class. You know class on the field, class off the field. You know that's um, it. Both, you know that's you it know, because so. I mean I, I as I said I know him as a person as well and a lovely an absolute gentleman off the field and a, yeah. a fierce competitor on the field. Like if if you got the ball, he he he'd, he'd follow you. You know he'd get the ball off you. He do you know he's he was yeah. very competitive to get the ball off you. And but he 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 scored some very good points as well. Um, you yeah. know over the years as well. And but like as I said, you know at club level we were we were rivals, but off the field we were always friends. And um, yeah. you know anyone that knew him was. It was privileged to know him, you know, and um, um, I'm also I, I, I'd rather trade trade uh, with him than against him. I don't know <laughs> if we would have been as good friends if I was playing against him. It might well. have taken us more of a while to bond, but <laughs> he, 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 you know, but uh, you know, that's what you want when you're on the field. You want someone to to give everything for you, win at all costs, and that's what he did. And not forgetting, Darrow was a, a handy footballer as well. Um, he was a great minor. In fact, the two of them played together, didn't they? Uh, that yeah, day. both of them. Darrow transferred to Davis as well. Yeah. And uh, Darrow was uh, probably you know, one of the most different footballers I've ever seen. Like, you know, he was he, he this dummy like that uh, the Gooch would be proud of, like, you know. Yeah. And uh, he could he could he could uh, he could turn on a on a two pence like and score your goal like you know so yeah. they were they were formidable like the two of them together on their day when they were really on song uh, they were you know they were, they were serious additions to any team you know Darrow Darrow was a class footballer as well like you know and then you know Darrow would uh, you know you talk to him afterwards then the game and he'd be like a different person after you know after yeah, the game as well it. like you know he was you know Totally, totally committed to winning, like, you know, we're just totally committed to winning, love winning, and uh, I love that, you know. Yeah. So, look, I don't know what else I have to say, I just, you know, like, that, that's all I really have to say. And no I problem. I want to wish, you know, from all the people of Mighty Davies, uh, you know, how much we thought from and uh, how shocked we are. It's, 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 you know, serious tragedy, and all our prayers have gone to the whole family, you know, Claire's family as well, the Quinn's. For a serious football and family as well, you know, so that's it, Adrian, and uh, 
No problem. Right, thanks for giving me this opportunity. You know? No problem. It's it's just a, a, a nice thing that's uh, I, I'm very, we're very happy to to do for Connor. He was he was a great person, and I think it's it's our way of giving giving back to the community to, to give the community the GA community certainly or the sporting community around Roscommon their chance to you know to show their support for for the the Canelli and Quinn family. So we really appreciate your uh, your contribution. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. No problem. And that was uh, Eugene Coggins from Michael Davies giving us uh, his his sporting memory. And just a little something I'd like to uh, to say. I put it up on Facebook uh, the other day. Rest in peace, Connor. Your place in your place in heaven is ready. You're gone, but never forgotten. Your achievements on the pitch uh, are admired by all, and the person the person you were off the field left a lovely lasting impression on people a sporting legend and gentleman your legacy says it all we know that you will that you will look down on us in our lives and you will cheer on the rossies to glory uh, to glory in the days uh, like just like your days in the primrose and blue that you wore for many a year and now it's time to read out some uh, some messages that uh, I got uh, from from uh, tri- tribute messages that I got from people uh, by email and text. And it's the first one is from Martin Raftery. And Martin says, I was lucky enough to play with Connor for two years. He was a force of nature, both on and off the field. He was exceptionally smart and gift a gifted footballer and a leader of men. One memory that has that has stayed in my memory uh, with me has arose during a, a game I watched Connor play in two thousand and one. It was the final of the Evening Herald floodlit competition when St Jude's played Chemical Croaks. At that time, Johnny McGee, then Dublin and uh, then Dublin and Chemical Croaks player was in his prime he was uh, he was commanding and was uncompromising um in the in the manner in which he played the game but he didn't count on connor being equal to the challenge the two the two collided at one at one point of the match connor picked up the picked himself up and dusted himself down gingerly whilst Johnny McGee, despite the colossus that he was, was unable to play on. That was the, that was the, that was the seminal moment uh, in, the, uh, in the game, a, a game that St. Jude's went on to win. One thing, one, what, what, happens when an un, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Well, Connor proved... On the night that he that compromise proved that on the night and indeed on the way on the many other occasions that he was an unstoppable force. The bigger the bigger they are, the harder they fell. Uh, seemed to be his motto. He was physically and mentally tougher, and was a warrior. Um, see you on the other side, Connor from uh, Raf Martin Raftery. So that was a, a nice gift uh, that was a nice uh, tribute there. And also we have another one from uh, we have another one saying from by from Brian Talty of St. Jude's. Thanks very much Brian. Um in in what what just want to say 
it was a pleasure it was a pleasure to train such a talented committed and determined footballer as kev as uh, connor with the uh, Dublin, with the dublin based rossies in 2001 and with st jude's he was he drove us all with his hard work and determination both in training and games I must say I got a, I got a terrible shock on hearing of his passing and still find and still find it hard to believe condolences to Claire and his family and that comes in from Brian Talty Brian Talty thanks very much for that Brian and um another one now um we'll just read a few of the uh, one more out and this is from Enda Crennan a teammate a former teammate of uh, Connors with St Jude's Aiden my name is Enda Crennan St Jude's Connor came Connor, Connor came to play with us in St Jude's in 1999 and played until 2005 he um he removed he, he moved to Ballycumber with Claire, however, he became ingrained in the club and continued continued as the club's legal representative from uh, for many years after that. I was I was lucky enough to play with Connor uh, for the duration of his time with St Jude's, and we became great friends. But if the truth be known, Connor was was great became great friends with everyone. In the club, and now has now as you can imagine, he was he was heartbroken. We were heartbroken. We are heartbroken. Brian Talty was our manager from 1999 to 2003, and was also involved in the Rossies in the 2001. Tals would be uh, would be a good man. Yeah. So um, knowing that knowing that he was knowing that we could not travel to not travel and show our support we decided to set up a group a group to pull together former former players and uh, and club members the idea was formulated by our current chairman Gareth Evans um to put all, to put together stories photos and videos remembering Connor and he, and we have we are Going to send them on to Claire as some of uh, as some form of support. The amount uh, the amount of content that uh, Gareth is tying is tying together at the moment just shows how, just shows how popular he was. Uh, we won Division One League in nineteen ninety two thousand with Connor picking up a blues a blue star for his efforts and a floodlit floodlit cup. In '01, he had um, he had a huge influence in the in the club. We have we ha- we also reached the championship semi final and a couple of quarter finals in the same time. Most of, most of all, Connor will be missed simply for being a great friend and a great man. If there is anything else we can do to help you, let us know. And uh, that comes in from uh, that comes in from Enda Crennan. Thanks very much, Enda. Thanks very much for that. And we actually uh, have a have a little interview with uh, with uh, Enda as well that we'll be playing later on. And now um, I'm just going to play a song. Now we're we're back to a bit of music and just something to give us a bit of a laugh. And here we have Pat Short with 
the jumbo breakfast roll i hope you enjoy this and this gives you all, everyone a, a laugh there and uh, we'll be back after this with more with more uh, with more chats and more messages of tributes uh, by email here's a tune that means an awful lot to me i know it means fake all to breathe it down there it's a tune called the jumbo breakfast roll and it goes something like this When I wake up in the morning and I jump straight out of bed I grab a hold of me luminous jacket and shake off me old portal head I have a time for the fancy breakfast, I put boozy in the bowl I just head to the satellite garage for the jumbo breakfast roll I do eggs, too such too rash, too big and too put my black on white Oh, stack like a chair and top of each other and round up good and tight If you're having some tea, the milk's off or do you find sugar in the bowl? Says she, do you want some sauce and dash? Says, are you doing my roll? Now, whether you're the chippy or the plumber or the brickie or the team, just tap the roll I'm sure the lads coming back from the rise and the crowd are on your own If you're walking up a ladder or peel a big splatter or find yourself digging in a hole there's no sight better than milk and butter on the jumbo breakfast roll. Two eggs, two sausages, two rice, two bacon, two pudding, one black, one white. Ah, set like a tower on top of each other and round up good and tight. If you're having some tea, the milk's over, then you make sugar in the bowl. Say, she, do you want some sauce and that? Says, I ain't doing my roll. Now, just the other day, after me rolling tea, me got a god off a leg. Well, I went to me doctor, says he, that's an absolute lucky you'll have an only man of a break. Ha, but I know there's too many words left, there's that bloody pop killer. So, change your lifestyle, you have to walk five miles, see, the diet isn't gone, no. But can't get from me head to say you do run the eggs on the jumbo breakfast roll. Two eggs, two sausage, two rice, two bacon, two pudding, one black, one white. Ah, oh, stack like a tower on top of each other, and round up good and tight. If you're having some tea, the milk's over, do you find sugar in the bowl? Says she, do you want some sauce and that? Says I, I do in my roll. All right, let's take it nice and handy now. Selfers coming. Selfers coming out. This'll give Breed a good bloody laugh. Now the years have moved on and my life has changed and now I'm a different man. I'm after losing three stone doing line with a girl called Joan and we're both vegetarian. I am. Now my blood sugar levels are good to go and my cholesterol is low but in the morning I'd sell my soul. Just to sit outside and he makes all emo shells the high for God. <sighs> a little jumbo breakfast roll. Two eggs, two sausage, two rice, two bacon, two pudding, one black, one white. Oh, it's like take a tower on top of each other and roll up good and tight. If you have some tea, the milk's over there, you find sugar in the bowl. Says she, do you want some sauce and that? Says I, I do my roll. Two eggs, two sausage, two rice, two bacon, two pudding, one black, one white. Oh, it's like take a tower on top of each other and roll up good and tight. If you have some tea, the milk's over there, you find sugar in the bowl. Says she, do you want some sauce and that? Says I, I do. How was that? And you're welcome back now. And we have uh, another tribute to Connor, and we have uh, the chairman of Ballycumber GA Club, Vinnie Menock. Hello, Mid- hello, Vinnie. How are you? Uh, not too bad now. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. That's it, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you've, uh, I'm sure, uh, since, since Connor joined yourselves, you've had uh, many good managers, or many good uh, 
moments with him, a talented footballer from his days at county level and things like that. But what what are your memories of him and your uh, experience with him as a person? Um, just first and foremost, uh, on behalf of Buddy Comer GA Club, I'd like to offer my sympathy to Connor's wife, Claire's daughter, Cara, and two sons, Ross and Owen. And, you know, we all have great memories of, of Connor as a footballer, but just like to point out that, you know, Connor, apart from being a great footballer, he was, he was a huge family man. Yeah. And I know his, his love for Claire and Cara and Ross and, and Owen and the extended Quinn family, uh, his parents, Lola, Aggie and Stephen, and Brothers in law, Stevie and Colin, he had a huge time for them. Also, his own family down with Craig's. You know, conversation, uh, he was never too far away from conversation about his family. Um, my memories of Connor, I suppose Connor joined our club in late 2007 and word got around the village. Uh, you know, Kennedy, we used to call him Kennedy, not Connor, you know. We used to call him Connor, but we, we all, like someone mentioned Kennedy, we knew it was about Connor. But we heard Kennedy was seen to be coming to play with us. This was in late 2007, I think, in November transfer came through and you know he started to train with us and uh, he, he had huge standards and he never accepted really anything less than 100% you know um, he gave Ballycumber around that time he gave us an edge that nobody else gave us you know um, that following year in 2008 we got to the semi-final uh, of the senior championship and we were, we were lucky not to win the, uh, the, the semi-final that year but, you know we haven't got to it since um, but we became very close but he, he kept us you know, he was one of the lads, there was a few good lads around that time, but he was one of the lads that um, kept us in, in the senior ranks and competing all the way. Yeah. That's it. And, of course, uh, you, you know, on the pitch, he was very hard marked. And if he was marking you or you, you were on the ball, you, you were in for a very tough time when he was, uh, you know, if you were marking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I played and trained, trained with him and... Um, you know, he he demanded 100%, and he gave everything 100%. He went for the ball, and you were going for the ball. He was going for it, and that was it. And, you know, there was no pulling back. Um, but I suppose he started playing football at a time when men were men, and he knew only one way to play, and that was hard. And he played football hard, and personally, I liked that trait about him, that he, he, he just brought that extra little bit to the table that most other lads didn't have, you know. Um but he was a super footballer, you know, he was an absolute super footballer. His ability to kick long-range passes was unbelievable, you know, and he used to float in the air, during my memories, you know, he used to float in the air, he'd rise for the ball, and he could stay hanging in the air, and he just seemed to time everything to perfection, you know. That's it, and um, Liz was telling me as well that you, 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 and, you and Connor were very close, you were very, you were very good buddies as well. Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah we were. I mean, Connor was friendly with everyone. He was a very good friend of mine. But um, Connor worked in Dublin, and we took the train daily uh, to Dublin. Um, you know, we five journeys up to Dublin, five journeys back during the week, and I'd say I definitely met him six out of the ten uh, on one way or the other. And um, you know, conversation the whole way. I mean, it's an hour and a half from Dublin to Ballycumber on the train, or maybe an hour and twenty minutes. And it never seems uh, to take that long. You were sitting at Connor, who's a mighty man to have a conversation with, you know, the conversation always flowed and a huge depth of knowledge on lots of stuff, not just GA, but just general, general, uh, generally he was, he was an uh, intelligent guy, you know. That's it. And an easy person to get on with as well and very friendly and always willing to give advice and help, yeah, out, help out where he could. That's, 
that is a fact, you know, as I said it when I started, we, you know, we all know Connor was the GA guy, but <coughs> the GA man and uh, fantastic footballer that he was, but here in Ballycomer, you know, he's around Ballycomer maybe 15 or 16 years or thereabouts, but <coughs> in recent years when, you know, he's come to the end of his football days, he he was asked to go on the board of management and uh, for Bohern National School and uh, he played a huge role there um, the last, in the last couple of years. Um, there's a big extension going on. Connor was at the heart of organising all of that. He was also a director of um, BLC, which is uh, a local community group um, set up for providing services for the area. And, um, <coughs> and I suppose asking, he, he was vice secretary of our, our committee, GA committee um, in Ballycumber as well. So, yeah, he, you know, while well, he was a great footballer, but he was also stuck into the community and um, everybody looked to Connor. He was kind of, you know, if, if you're at a meeting and you wonder what to do, if Connor wasn't there, who'd say, sure, we'll hang on and we'll see what Kennedy thinks. That's, that's it. it was. Yeah. That's the way it was, you know, and uh, that's just the way it was and it's hard to believe it. Uh, we don't have that advice to get anymore, you know, and we don't have Connor around anymore. It's not going to be easy, you know. Uh, he's he's not a, a person, the sort of person, uh, a once a, a once in a generation or even a once in a, a lifetime sort sort of person, and someone we were all privileged to uh, t- to have known as well. And it, it's nice that he he had that thing to him that he was all all about community. And I think he had that, you know, wherever he went. Obviously, he played for St Jude's and all that. You know, and he was living in Dublin, and of course, Craig's and. You know, anywhere he went, he always had that as well, always trying to get involved yeah. and always uh, wanting to get him to know everyone individually as well, like the people that he played with and uh, was involved with as well. Yeah, no, that, that, that is for sure. I think it was, it was fitting yesterday, you know, the times we're living in with the COVID-19 and the restrictions that have been put in the community around funerals and <clears throat> social distancing and all that crap. But I think it was fitting yesterday the hearse took a route around our village here in Ballycumber and um, every household stood out to, outside their door and up to the edge of the road and paid their respect as the coffin passed by and I suppose everybody was just saying thanks to Connor for all the work he'd done here for the few years that he was here with us, you know, so... Yeah. And of course, he's from a lovely, fa- a good family as well, uh, a real GA family. Uh, I was talking to Jared Dowd, who would have coached him, a, a teacher in the National Craig's National School as well, and he was telling me about like fr- from his early years and you know his development as a player as well, and he was very passionate about the you know schools for playing for the school and playing for obviously Roscommon CBS, and of course Craig's Rugby Club, and I suppose that that's where he got the toughness as well. It was part of it, you know. For, for from the rugby, he 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 was never easily uh, pushed off the ball or anything. It'd be, it'd be like, and if he shouldered you, no more than no more than Dara as well. Um, his brother, you know, if, if he got a shoulder from them, you knew about it. <laughs> you did, yeah. Oh, no, you did. I mean, he was he was very physical on the ball, but he's a great ability when he had the ball to hold the ball. A lot of lads can get the ball and go about throwing it up the field, but he he had wide shoulders, but he had fierce, powerful arms. And uh, you know you'd be trying to go in and get a block or get a hit on the ball. But it's very, it's very difficult to offload with the ball, you know. But yeah, I suppose his rugby days, um, or his, you know, his time playing with Craig's in the rugby probably helped him and all of that. Yeah. But I was talking to James's brother uh, yesterday, and um, I was talking to a couple of lads from from Craig's. I think all the Canellis were good footballers. There's no point in saying anything else. You know, Connor, I think Dara probably the better, but um, they were they were all uh, well able to play ball, you know. Yeah, and that's it, and. Uh you know, you know, he was um, 
you know, it's it's sad that he's no longer with us, but he he left he left a very uh, great legacy for for his family as well, and you know, for anyone that he came in contact with, and I suppose he he was an inspiration to people and to to and uh, you know he he captained uh, teams as well, so that that was a great uh, a great um, quality to have. Yeah, he did. He captained. He captained Butcher uh, teams in his day, and um, you're, you're right. He has left a legacy for his family. Um, he's also a manager too. He, he managed um, Ballycumber in 2015, and we won the Senior B Championship then. I think that was one of the victories that he was, I won't say most proud of, but he was very, very proud of it. You know, it was, you know, it was an individual achievement, I suppose, to be the, ma- the manager, right? He had sectors with him, and there were great lads as well. And gave him good advice, but he was the manager, and he was, uh, you know, he was the cog in the wheel that made it all work, you know, that year, and we had a massive celebration in the village after, and it went on for weeks. And I think that, that, was, was, you know? that, that was the that was the key to, uh, I suppose, his, you know, as a manager. And funny enough, I was saying to someone yesterday about it, um, you know, that uh, he would have made he would have made a, a good a good manager and coach because he he's very approachable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the younger the younger lads in our community, as well as the older lads, we we we're similar age. I was similar age. Too, but there's an awful lot of younger lads who say seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. You could get to their level. They could get to their get to his. You know. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about it. Like, okay, he managed by Cumbert that year in 2015 um, to the senior B. But there's no doubt about it. Like he was he was county manager material when the time was right. And I I would say in the back of his mind somewhere he, he would have. Taking up that opportunity had it had it arrived, you know. But um, yeah, he would have been a great he would have been a great future manager, maybe for for the Roscommon footballers or I suppose any county. But I suppose his heart was, uh, you know, having had the passion for playing for Roscommon and that. I'd say his first his heart would have been with managing Roscommon. It would, of course. Uh, you know, we all know him as Connor the Ballycumber man, but you know, I know from people down in place. <laughs> But he was very much the Craig's man. They, they, they looked up to him down there as well as we did, you know. And I know from Chad and Connor, like, he loved Craig's. He, and he loved Roscommon and he played with a good few, well, not a good few, he played with a couple of clubs down there. And um, his time with the Roscommon senior footballers was talking to a couple of them yesterday. And, uh, you know, they had great times together. And Roscommon, without doubt, would have been um, one that he would have loved to manage in time, yeah. That's it. Well, listen. Um, we'd like to thank you for thank you for your time and and giving us your your sporting memory of Connor. And uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure he will be. He's looking down on us, and he, he'll be he'll continue to support Ballycumber from above, and also Roscommon and every team every team that he played for, and everything that he did with every communi- community he was involved in. So thanks very much for your time, no and we'll no keep problem. in touch anyway, Vinny. Okay, thank okay, you thanks very much. much. And that was Vin, that was Vinny Minnock, the uh, chairman of uh, Ballycumber GA Club. And uh, the next uh, the next tribute we have to Connor, we have uh, Tom Morley on the line, and Tom Morley is uh, the current minor manager. And uh, hello, Tom, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, how are you doing? Not too bad, no, not too bad. Yeah, um, so Connor, as we all know, a, a, a great person and a, an amazing Gaelic footballer, and of course, all round sports person. Really, he played rugby as well. But I suppose, from 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 your point of view, um, when did you like? When was the first time you came across him? And like, what what do you feel his what attributes and things did you see in him as a player that you admired? Well, I suppose first of all, then I just like to, I suppose, uh, 
pay my respects to uh, Connor and I suppose uh, and my condolences to the family. Like everyone else, my sort of initial reaction was one of, of shock and sadness and probably made it all the more upsetting when we can't show our respect for Connor like we would normally do. And I suppose life has, has changed over the last couple of weeks and it's definitely changed for Connor's family and it's a, a sort of heartbreaking change. And I suppose times like this, we need to come together and I suppose the, the normal thing would be to talk about Connor to reminisce and tell stories and it helps with the grieving process and I suppose the, the lack of opportunity to meet up and be physically present at Connor's funeral makes it very difficult and I suppose over the last few uh, days there's been a lot of stories and memories posted up on WhatsApp remembering and I suppose celebrating Connor's life and a lot of colleagues and friends across the country who maybe haven't been in as much contact have come together in in his name. Um, I suppose I first met Connor in 1999 uh, when I joined Jude's and probably the most enjoyable few years of football I, I ever experienced and that was uh, probably uh, meant that way because the people involved and at all levels as well quite healthy was um, the manager and uh, Charlie Moore who's a proud West Common man was a lecturer um, and I said the club was set up in 1978 and it was a great deal of was common and the old blood running through the club. Yeah, he was, he was actually say, he was actually saying that because uh, I was speaking to him there as well. Um, he, he did a he did a, he had a chat with me as well about Connor, and yeah. he was saying about the great Roscommon, and obviously, like you said, there the Mayo connection yeah. there. So I suppose really when that for that reason, then when people joined you, said you, it kind of made them feel at home because they had people from Roscommon and Mayo, like you just said, and especially yeah, for even, Connor as well. Some of the, yeah, even some of the I suppose the. The, the Jews lads themselves, their fathers or their or their parents um, and grandparents, they were they seemed to be fond of common and they all. It was one of the reasons why I joined. Um, was a another very um, a massive fan, uh, Patsy Terrell. Um, he was a massive fan of Jews and Roscommon and uh, Connor, and not necessarily in that order either. Connor was the, the number one man when we were playing back in those days, and I suppose a, a few good country lads. Um, as I call them, uh, joined that year, and, and Connor was one of them. Um, and it didn't take him long to fit in, and I suppose embed himself into the club and its culture. And there's a very strong bond between everyone. And even even though players that was have moved away and and are playing uh, stopped playing, I suppose um, there's still that bond, and that was evident this week with all the messages support that were posted. And I think in some way. Um, all the guys that I know were trying to connect with Claire and, and the family and, 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 and support them. Um, and like, I suppose, as, as a footballer, like I, I said before, Connor was a sort of an exceptional talent. And I said during the week that he's one of the few players I knew that actually welcomed the physicality. And if there wasn't enough of it, he'd go looking for it. Um, and it's like he wants to be on the ball at all times and usually roaring at you to give it to him before you even got the ball in your hand. Um, he, he definitely didn't lack the confidence and, and when that was backed up with the skill that he had, it meant for a great player. Like, and he, he, he could absorb the impact of a shoulder and, and use it to propel him forward away from attackers. And most of the pictures that I saw this week, uh, he was being harassed by two or three players and if you looked closely, he was probably smiling, smiling at them. Like, you know, and and uh, he loved that. He loved that. Uh, he loved all the physicality, and there was lots of fellas talking this week too about his his relationship with rest, 
and you know, in a, in a, in a jovial way. But I think again, it was it was it was what got him going. He needed the motivation sometimes, and it became not providing this. Uh, he'd look first, and in fairness, um, he was in good company in June. I don't think any of us were saying in that manner, and and we had some experts that remained uh, <laughs> on the sideline that uh, I personally learned a lot from when it came to rest, and that was to my detriment. But uh, it was all forgotten about when the game was over, and you know, there was a few reps from from uh, Dublin in touch uh, with some of the lads this week, just passing on their regards. Um, which is a lovely touch side, you know. Yeah. And uh, I suppose we won a we won a senior league in um, in 2000. Um, I suppose the first time that that had happened for Jude, like in a young club, um, got to semi final, um, um, and he went on to play a few more years um, after I returned home, and uh, you know Jude probably had gone on and, and, and contested finals since that, but. He was very proud of his involvement with the club, and um, we spent a lot of time after training sessions. Uh, I used to give him a lift to training, um, talking about Roscommon and GA and, and Jude. And one day he left some gear for me in the car um, to thank me for bringing him home for Roscommon a few times and training sessions. And he was smiling when he got out of the car. And when I looked at them later on, they had the Roscommon crest all over them. <laughs> and uh, so, just to say, I wore them, and uh, just to even try to try to pretend that I didn't care. Yeah, well, you know, it was a nice touch. That was, but yeah. that that was Connor all over. Uh, like like I said said to other people that I've spoken to, a, a family man and a, a man that was all that all, he was always giving and helping yeah. others and all that. So that, that that's uh, really quite yeah. typical of, of Connor. But just just some uh, just some uh, headlines that I've seen. I, I said to read them out to uh, Adrian Eddie there earlier on uh, that was in this week's local papers uh, in this week's uh, edition of the Roscommon Herald. A journey a journey that enriched so many lives. Talented, smart, tough, with an insatiable appetite to win. Uh, fearless and swashbuckling uh, and tenacious, and yeah. uh, things like Connor had deep se- deep sense of self belief, a special talent says Jared Dow, the former uh, co- guy and the coach him as well, and uh, shattered at the death of an iconic vi- an iconic villager. So that just go. They're just some of the headlines yeah. that say that show how highly. Regarded he was in, I suppose, at all clubs and with all teams that he was uh, involved in. And I, I suppose some of the ones that swashbuckling, tenacious, they're they're the. As I said, he, he loved that sort of bumping off guys and you know propelling himself forward and and uh, I suppose loved being on the ball. And I said that's that's a sign of a, a very good footballer. Wants to be on the ball at all times. Now the self belief. Um, the self-belief went far beyond uh, the normal self-belief as well, like in, in, in a great way, in the sense that uh, he, you know, even if he got the ball off you and he didn't do something right with it, he wouldn't take, he, he, he wouldn't uh, let it get to him. Now he, he demanded the next time as well. So um, uh, it's it, it's just it's such a sad occasion, and um, as I said, he, he'd be he'd be missed um, uh, by everybody. It's. It's uh, I was in contact with them uh, a couple of years ago with when Jude were celebrating uh, uh, anniversary and a few occasions since and I suppose it's only when a person is taken so suddenly that you take a look back at the past and, and the memories and I suppose the 
the important parts of your life. And I'll, I'll miss that character that he was and that mischievousness. I think, you know, um, that might be sometimes people, you know, look at people that were on the field and that, that will to win and he would do anything to win. And uh, some people look at that as a, as a, bad, as a, as a bad character. But um, I don't, and I think I've always had that myself. And he had that sense of mischievousness on the field and off the field. And, you know, you can see that glint in his eye just before he was about to do something that you'd have to try and step in and solve and then he'd stay away before they get out of uh, uh, hand. But he brought all of them attributes into to his, his game, into the every club that he was involved in, definitely into our common. Um, and he's a huge loss in the GA world and to the people in the various clubs he was involved with and to the most common GA family at large. But obviously the loss of most of his wife and his kids and his family and the wider community. And as I said, my thoughts and prayers are with him at this really hard time. And hopefully when society returns to normal, we'll honour the footballer and, and the man that he was in, in whatever way we can. That's it. And I mean, I was speaking to... Um I was speaking to Vili Minnick, um, or Minnick earlier on, uh, the chairman of uh, Ballycumber GA Club, and he was actually saying that he, uh, Connor actually managed their senior B team uh, back in in 2016, and that doesn't surprise me. I was just I was saying to someone there the other day, there the other day that uh, you know the qualities that um, Connor possessed would have made him the ideal coach because. Uh, you know, players. He'd be the type of person that players would the players would listen to. But also, he was very approachable in that as well. So there'd be two great qualities for for a coach to have. And maybe I suppose had he, had he lived longer, he would have been a, a great man for as a future Roscommon manager as well. Yeah, because it's hard to you know. It's, um, he definitely had that approachable. Um, uh, part of his character, he, he definitely was a guy, I know that uh, Kevin McSay was talking uh, during the week about uh, that he got him in to talk to. He'd be the type of guy that would definitely uh, inspire you, the type of guy that would you'd want in your corner. Uh, being on the sideline uh, is not always, um, uh, I suppose, the, the thing that people make it out to be, and uh, I think Connor himself would, um, you know, he, he would have made uh, a very good addition to any uh, management team but um, as I said on the sideline uh, that, that that will to win and that tenacity can be a hindrance much as Anthem so yeah. in some ways I don't know what it was his uh, was I suppose it's how you use the qualities really I suppose exactly yeah, yeah. Think, uh, I think he probably I, I'm not sure did he want to have the same aspirations um, or did he have the same aspirations but um, he definitely would have been a huge addition and, and his knowledge of football and uh, again, going back to that single-minded competitiveness to actually to win, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's a character trait that I look for in, in, in most footballers and uh, in managers as well because it's what's needed. That's it, and and of course, uh, I suppose I suppose you you know himself and Dara were uh, were brothers as well because uh, yeah. Dara was exactly was the same on the field. Uh, you, you know, he was very he was a tough he was a, a tough player as well. But uh, like Connor, they were both very skillful on the ball, and you know they were great at taking like you know scores that maybe another player mightn't have taken. They they actually scored some lovely lovely points in the years. And speaking to other coaches and players that uh, 
were involved with him as well down the years. Um, they all, they also said that he he was that he you know they were I was saying to them that you know both himself and Connor were on the Roscommon minor team in the past, the same minor teams in the past as well. So that was yeah. a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, and he was the same. He was the same venture as me. So we we came up against each other a few times, and uh, we were, so we talked about that as we as we went along. Um, but again, um, look, it, I suppose the, the whole the, the sadness of all this is that this is goes across the whole of of the common. I suppose all the, the teams he was involved in. Uh, it goes to it goes to Dublin, and at the moment, um, people are are just. I suppose so upset and, and, and so sad that they, I suppose they can show their support in the normal way that they could. And um, I suppose, as I said, uh, hopefully we get a chance to do that at some stage, and that um, we can uh, support the family from afar at the moment. Um, and it's great that this uh, show is going out there and that they can listen to. It. And I know that the, a lot of videos have, have gone clear in the family over the last while. That's it. Well, th- thanks very much for taking the time out to. Uh to do uh, to do give us your uh, fair, your sporting uh, memory of of Connor and uh, I'd normally say say best of luck in your role as a as a Mayo minor minor footballer but as a Roscommon man you know yourself. <laughs> I do I do I never, I said, at times like this um, especially with uh, with Connor's loss and, and I suppose everything else happening around I think football seems like a, 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 a bit of a different memory at the moment and Absolutely. everyone is, is um, even though I suppose um, Connor's passing has brought football for me back into uh, into the spotlight and I suppose talking to old friends that you know you wouldn't have as much um, contact with um, it's brought it back in that way as regards the management it sort of seems like a long way away and maybe football will be a long way away um, however it comes back but um, I suppose that's that's um, connection between Roscommon and uh, I suppose that I have with my Uncle John as well and, and, and different things like that that's, um, that's, uh, there's a big connection there and uh, up in Jude the, the connection is still there and um, it, it's something that we were all very proud of That's it, well thanks very much for your time and hopefully we, we'll stay in touch as well and uh, the yes. best of luck in the future and I suppose uh, just just uh, I'm saying there about uh, about the football. I suppose we're at the moment with the with this whole COVID nineteen and after Connor's passing, like it gives something for for people to look forward to when, when all the sport is back on. And I suppose that that would be another way of remembering Connor, like at Roscommon games and things like that as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there'll be time for all of that, and and it's a sort of a quiet time now at the moment. Uh, yeah. a quiet time for the family. Um, and I suppose um, it, it's a new it's a new age in, in, in that sense, but there'll be time for that, uh, and we will honour them in the, in the way they should. No problem. Thanks very much for your time, okay. and we we'll talk to you again. Okay. Okay. okay, thanks very much. And uh, yep, and that was that. And now it's time for some more emailed messages uh, of uh, tributes to Connor to Connor, and uh, we start off with uh, one from uh, Michael O'Shaughnessy from uh, my from uh, from uh, Michael Glavies, also known as Shocky. He said, "Hi, Aidan. My name is Michael O'Shaughnessy, better known as Shocky from uh, Michael Glavies J Club." I am a former teammate of Connor's. We soldiered together on for uh, for a number of years, uh, and I and I have to say he was he was a great teammate and also uh, and 
so easy to get on with. He was a great man. He was a great footballer with outstanding with an outstanding engine on him, and he also loved the crack off the field as well. And many, many a great night and sing songs we had in Fitzmaurice's pub in Ballinloch. Condolences to his wife Claire and his three kids and his three children and all the Quinn and Kennelly family. Rest in peace, Connor. And that comes in from Michael O'Shaughnessy uh, or Shockey. And then we have another one and it's uh, from Anthony Hannan there from Orn J Club there uh, from out in Orn. Uh, his brother played for the CBS as well. And he says, well, Aidan, never, ta- never t- talked to Connor, but grew up knowing himself and Dara as they, as they played with my brother hurling for, uh, Orn at underage it was a great it was a great childhood memory as he played in uh, midfield to win the under 14 title i was uh, i was a mascot on the day great memories uh, great sportsman great craigsman Orn abu and my condolences to connor and the Kennelly family thanks very much for that uh Anthony and uh, we have another one and this is from uh, Johnny Coggins hello Johnny thanks very much for uh, for your email and um, Johnny Johnny Coggins here from uh, Michael Glavie's GA club in Ballinach Connor joined us in 1995 as always through his hard work and skill he quickly made his win to our onto our team in 1996 was our best ever year um he got he got to the senior football championship final. He got us to the we got to the to the uh, senior football championship final, and also the senior league final. Many ma- maybe it was a, a coincidence that Connor was with uh, was with us at the time, but he he added greatly to our setup both on and off the field. Connor got to us. G- Connor got to know each other. Got to know each player. He was a gentleman off the pitch. No, ad, no, ad, not adverse to his uh, rendition of Cats in the Cradle, but uh, not always, not always on the pitch as we as we all know um, that he was a part that there was a part of him he had no control of. At that at that time, he was he was only in his early twenties. Hard to believe that he's, hard to believe really he moved on to UCD and uh, St. Jude's, etc. He will all, he will always be remembered in our club with many great, with great fondness. He, he is a loss to, he is a loss to us all. Rest in peace, mate. And that's a lovely tribute there from Johnny Coggins. Thanks very much. And, uh, also we have one other one. And um, this comes in from uh, Christy Dolan. Uh, thanks very much, Christy. He says thanks. Thanks for the offer, Aiden. Um, I think I will just. Oh yeah, he was just right there. So first, uh, first he said he first witnessed Connor's star star qualities against Galway in the Connacht Cham- in the Connacht Minor Championship in '93. I remember him collecting the ball. About fifty yards out, and and uh, and knifing it through to, through the Galway rear guard as if as if they were not there, and rifling rifling a bullet into the top corner 
what a moment instantly he was a hero a hero for our for our age for our age group his uh, performance in Tume in 2001 in the Connacht final against Galway can never be overrated uh, overstated his he plucked he plucked every every kick out out of uh, he plucked every kick out that came his way and uh, and made high high profile defenders look very ordinary on the day I don't know. I don't know him personally, but his uh, his passing was struck. His passing struck a chord with me, in that he in that he was um, he was the same age as me, and I and when I think back to uh, to those glory days, it's hard to believe that someone was that someone whom was so more who was more or less invincible in those days in. Uh, Days on the pay, on the playing field has passed away so soon. To his family and friends, may they find some solace in this con- in this contribution. Rest in peace, Connor. And that's a lovely tribute there from uh, Chris from Christy Dolan. Uh, so that's the the messages for now. We'll read we'll read some more in. And thanks thanks to everyone who sent in the emails. And next up we have a. Uh, we have a nice uh, a nice song and now it's time to for another song and uh, i'm going to dedicate this one to connor's mum and dad and his brothers james dara and robert and also his sister sharon i hope you like this one enjoy and we'll be back to you. we'll be back to you after this with more with more chat with more uh, <laughs> tribute It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn all the planes we flew, good things we've been through Then I'll be standing right here talking to you About another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place Ah. Uh. How can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. First you 
both go out your way and the vibe is feeling strong and we're small turn to a friendship a friendship turn to a bond and that bond will never be broken the love will never get lost and when brotherhood come first then the line will never be crossed established it on our own when that line had to be drawn and that line is what we reach so remember me when i'm gone can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you're gonna be with me for the last ride. Hello and you're welcome back to uh, Rossport, a tribute to Connor. And uh, next up we have uh, a, another teammate of Connor's that played together on the under six, Doris Gammon under 16 minor and under 21 and I think senior as well. Uh, back in the day, of course, uh, that famous uh, the famous game for uh, against um, our man, the All Ireland semi final. Ray, might want you might want to forget about that about that day, Ray. <laughs> oh well, well. Uh, it was a it was a day to to remember in the sense that we were playing in Grove Park and we had won the kind of championship. So uh, I'd rather you know look back on it with happy memories and the group of players we uh, and mentors we had. It was a, it was a great experience. That we can we were very underrated kind of uh, kind of team. Uh, nobody expected us to do very well that year, and uh, we beat. Uh, Leitrim in the first round by a point in Hyde Park. Connor was injured that day. I have a good photograph of Connor standing in the team with his um, in his clothes. You'll probably see that photograph. I sent on to Aidan. It's a it's a no good Connor Connor in the background. And then uh, against Mayo in the kind of final in uh, in Castlebar, Mark McGovern was in a back. He got injured very early on in the game, and Noel Brain brought on brought on Connor. And Connor was just 16, and he had a fantastic game. He won an awful lot of possession. He uh, carried the ball very well. He won tremendous ball towards the end of the game when we were under a lot of pressure. We we eventually won the game 10 points to 9. Connor scored a great point in that game. And uh, as a 16-year-old, the level of determination, commitment, and bravery he showed on that, that day against a very strong Mayo team. Like most of the Mayo team went on to play in two, three Ireland finals. You know, you know, McDonald and Nestor and. Mortimer, all those guys were there, were there about at that time. So like, um, he showed no fear. Connor was a fearless player, a very committed, and uh, 
uh, two gentlemen at all times, very court cases, friendly to all his teammates and encouraging and uh, just a great player to be to be around. But it was a great year for us like to, to beat Mayo in the kind of final by a point. Nobody expected us to beat. The beat us in the league at about 20 points that year and uh, we just got on a roll and we had a good team uh, spirit and uh, got to Crow Park as Dharma. And if you look back in that game, a few mistakes and lost opportunities for goal chances, we, we, could, we could have won that game. I know we lost by eight, but looking back on it, we played really good football and we had some chances and, of course, uh, the, the couple of mistakes as well um, didn't help us. So that that was that was the 1992 um, yeah. team in, and that and that was like um, sorry, uh, just to say to the listeners, this is Ray Lannan. He played in goal. Yeah. He was the goalkeeper for. Uh, for for Roscoma, for the Roscoma Miners that year, and of course that day that day against Armagh, you were up against some some great players, players that went on to serve Armagh with distinction, like the likes of Oshie McConville and Jerba Marsden and players like that. You know they went on to star star in in uh, all Ireland in all Ireland winning teams for Armagh. So it was serious opposition. But I think if I remember going into that game, I think they were they were the hot favourites. So like. You know, he, he, I thought I was, I saw the game that day now, and uh, as you say, even though it was an eight-point defeat, I thought you were you, you were very unlucky. And of course, uh, really a serious he had the serious squad. You had the likes of Francie Graham, Jason Hoare from Roscommon Gales, Connor himself, Alan Nolan. Uh, okay. You know, these are all lads that played Sigerson Cup. So he, he had nothing went on to play Sigerson Cup, I should say, including yourself. Um, you know, so there's uh, yeah. there, there's no shortage of. Uh, uh, real pure talent uh, that day. Well, Kevin Keegan was another man that played that game. Kevin um, Keegan as well. Yeah, yeah. right full back. He was good. Uh, and, and Alan Nolan, of course, he said was in the squad. Dermot Washington had a tremendous game. Um, we, he, he, was the story, he was the story of the year, actually, that year at minor level. He was supposed to be the next best thing. And Jeannie, he, he was an amazing minor. And, of course, he played one or two seasons for Stone as well. But, um, you know, as, as you just said, they're a real talented squad. It, did, it was indeed. Uh, Dermot had a great game that day. Um, Connor came on in the second half and he scored a point. He probably came on maybe a bit late in the game, um, but at the, same, at the same time, the underdog has a chance in any match if you get the right. Everything goes well for them and they get momentum. And on that in the Mayo game, we, we got momentum. We got it. We, we took our chances. You know, we, we got on top for a period of time in that Mayo game in the kind of final. And we we really did take our chances and we hung on. In the Armagh game, Armagh gave us chances in the first half that we 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 we, we didn't capitalise on, and there was a couple of mistakes. But it was a really good squad. Mike Milo Dunhu uh, was a great player. He was a sub on that team. He had uh, Sean Casey, Keith Murphy, um, Port Malally. Richie Glover, uh, Kieran Grogan, fantastic player, left for back, left half back, Corey Kelly from Corey Pierces. So, like, they were a good team in 92. But in 93, Aidan, Connor really came into his own in the minor team. He, we played Galway in the Connor minor semi-final down in Carrington Shannon at the end of June that year. And I don't know how we didn't win that game. Like, we, we drew it. It was 3-9-2-12 and Connor was midfield. And I remember him scoring in the second half, driving through the middle. And scored one of the best goals I've ever seen. It was a bullet from way out the field. It was a, it was a screamer, a scorcher of a shot from distance into the top corner. And he really outplayed everybody that day. He was totally in control. And um, we were leading by three points. And Galway got a penalty uh, towards the very, very end of the game. And Shea Boy scored it to leave it a draw. 
and they won the replay over in, in Truman in controversial circumstances. But in the drawn game, there's no taking away from the fact that Connor gave one of the best minor performances that any Wisconsin minor player ever did in Carrick and Shannon. He was absolutely unstoppable. And that day, Niall O'Donoghue, Jason Hoare, Alan Nolan were also fantastic. Kieran Degnan, you know, from, from, um, from uh, Casserine was a great player for us as well at that time. So they, they were, they were, they were, 23 Connacht Miners semi-final against Galway like it was was really an outstanding performance by Connor. Um, and then of course he he went on to play for Scotland Miners the year after and for the Mills in Longford and it, uh, he won the Leinster Championship with Mills and uh, yourself, they lost. And yourself and Connor played for Mills as well, didn't you? We did in '93. Uh, and I played with Connor in Mills in 1993. Connor came into Mills I think around '93. He did the lead and certain Mills and he won the Fathom Manning Medal, which is prestigious award awarded by the school every year to the best all-round student for academic skills, sporting ability, and and participation, but also for, for gen- general good role model, and that's what he was, he was a role model, he was an absolute gentleman, Connor was very straight, he was very helpful to players, very direct and very helpful, and always courteous, and I would always say he was a gentleman, you know, he really, really good team player, and it was all about the team with Connor. he wasn't a, he, he played for the team, he helped his teammates, he helped the team, and he gave it all, everything, he was very tenacious. Very, very powerful runner with the ball. I know John Tobin said it in the Irish Times. That's what he was. My first memory of ever meeting Connor was in 1991 with the other Scotland under-16 team. And I just, what, what I was, I remember he'd come in and he was playing in goals for um, the, the amalgamation between Craigs and Orden, what the United Stars, I think it was. He was playing in goals yeah. as, a 15, as a 15-year-old. And like that was the talk of the county at the time. Like And, and United Stars, I think, had a very good team at the time. I think they did pretty well in the championship. But he came in there on the back of that as a goalkeeper. But what struck me about him was his physique and how strong and powerful Connor was as a young man. He was a very, very powerful man. Very, very strong runner, as I said. Very good um, carrier of the ball. He could, he could carve his way through defences. And he, he, nearly, really, he, nearly, he nearly had a per, per, peripheral vision, really. Like, he could see, even though, like, looking ahead, he could still see things uh, around him at the corner of his eye nearly as well. Like, if there was a player in a better position for a score, like... Uh, and that's one thing that Tobin says as well, is his ability, keep passing ability was tremendous, you know, so, yeah. like, he, um, that's my first memory of Connor, like, as being a powerful player, and very, very tenacious, brave, courage, courageous, and when he was going for the ball, he was going for the ball, that was it, there was nobody stopping him, um, he never, he never shrinked away from, from winning his own ball, the great man to win his own ball, and as you said there, to bring people into the game. That's it. And w- once he got it, you, 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 you'd never get it back. He was always very strong to, and able to hold on to the ball and ma- made it very hard to get the ball back off him. But uh, I suppose, uh, absolutely. And, and I suppose really the, the other things that he loved as well was, you know, he lined out and played on many a team with his brother uh, Dara. I remember Dara, as we said, we all... The three of us played, uh, you know, football and hurling together with Roscommon CBS and against each other at club level. And he yeah. he was, uh, you know, they played well together at club level. And, um, you know, and the two of them played minor in the same year, one year as well. And, right. uh, and you're, also yourself and Connor played uh, county under 16 minor and under 21 as well as senior as well. So can you tell us a bit about that? Well, I played with Connor really under 16 minor under 21. I had a very brief time at the seniors. I think Connor. In 97, Connor was on the squad with uh, Donny Shine, great time with Donny, great man, Lord of Mercy and Donny Shine. And um, then the under 21s in 96, we had a very good team. Connor, Francie Graham, Eddie Nolan, Eddie Lohan, Alan Nolan, 
you know, Niall O'Donoghue, really good team. Galway beat us by, uh, I think, 13 points to 8 in, in Hyde Park. That was the Galway team, really. They were drawn to win the All-Ireland a senior two years ago, about five or six of those guys, Michael Donnell, Barry Joyce, you know, Paul Clancy, uh, Shea Welsh, all those, Tommy Joyce, all those guys, um, Declan Meehan. So, like, we we, had, we came up against a really, really strong Galway team, but we were there, there, about sort of in 96. But Connor would have a great senior career, and, you know, the, the highlight, of course, was the 2001 Connor final, that epic game in Hyde Park. He, he scored the punch, the kick was kicking kick off the score in first common, and great goal that Jerry Lohan scored towards, then Connor was involved in that as well. So, like, he, 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 he really was a star uh, in all aspects of, 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 of life in, in his career as well and you know it's really hard really was out to his family, his wife, his kids and his family and on the on the great loss that Connor is at such a young age. That's it. And of course he played for uh, his home club his home club Craig's and then Craig's Rugby Club, then St Jude's in Dublin and uh, had a spell there for a few summers in um in Shannon Blues over in Boston as well, and then of course, obviously with Buddy Cumber, um, yeah. you know. And but uh, he always loved the 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 county jersey as well. But um, you know, as, as I say, he, he is a loss and a great player, and I know him well for years. And, and I agree with you. He he was an an absolute gentleman, and um, I suppose he he be a, he he will be a huge loss to everyone. But. Uh, you know, he brought he brought a lot of people's lives. Uh, um, you know, on his time here, you know, around around the country and things like that. You know, and a very accomplished solicitor, and you know, did well there and travelled all the way up, I believe, from uh, Ballycumber up to Dublin every day, where he was a, a solicitor. So, uh, and cycled from the station and all that. So that 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 was uh, no mean feat. Not his. Uh, Keeping up his fit, fitness as well. So, um, yeah, so that's great. Thanks very much, um, Ray, for your time, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sure. Thank okay, you. that's great. And that was Ray Lannan. He was a teammate. He was the goalkeeper for the county minor under 16s and under 21s um, with with Connor. And uh, now we have another tribute from uh, from another St Jude's man, uh, a fellow that played uh, football, a teammate of Connor's at St Jude's, and uh, he was saying they had many many a, a, a great game uh, together. And uh, we have Enda Crennan. Hello, Enda. How are you? How are things? Not too bad. No, not too bad. Yeah. So uh, yourself and Connor played uh, soldiered along with St Jude's uh, back back in the day, and. Uh, yeah, as as everyone has been saying, a fantastic player, both and a fantastic man on on the field and off the field. Yeah, look, I mean, I think Connor came up to us in in 1999, and uh, I mean, we obviously knew of him. We knew all, all about him from his uh, exploits at Roscommon, and um, we were delighted to be getting an into county footballer into the club. But I don't think we knew exactly what we were getting with Connor. You know, I mean. He settled in straight away. I, I still remember his first training session. Even after training, he went around and he spent he spent an hour going around shaking hands with not only all the players and the management. He also we have we have a strong Roscommon contingent up in the club, and obviously they knew that Roscommon that that Connor was coming down, and he made it a point to go around and shake hands with each one of them, have a chat to them, and and that was just Connor. He just bedded in. He was he was just. He was a great guy to have around. Like he was a, uh, he was um, he was a tough man on the pitch. He was uncompromising, but uh, 
even the reaction we've got back off former players as soon as an, an opposition, as soon as uh, the whistle went and he shook your hand, that was it, it was over. And all he was then was a gentleman and he, he just wanted to have a chat and, and talk football. And, you know, it's, it's just a tragic, tragic loss, you know, to everybody and especially his family, Claire and the kids. I mean, it's, it's just, just really tough to take, you know. Yeah, and of course, you were just saying off air there that, uh, that uh, you, you know the family, well, you know Claire and, and the kids very well. A, lo- a lovely family, and he, he's, a, he's a real family man as well, Connor. Well, that's it. That, that was, regardless of football, I mean, the last the last three times that we we met up, one was at a Roscommon match, and, and we were at a wedding together, and Claire was with him on both occasions, and, and like, I mean, Usually, when we were younger, all we talked about and probably argued about was football. You'd be constantly talking about football, 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 and he was he was demented about it. But our last conversations were all based around family. I mean, he's uh, he's just he was he was he was absolutely content with his with his with his home life. He was Claire's a lovely girl. He had three lovely kids, and all he wanted to do was talk about them and. Uh, you know that that makes it even more tragic. Like the fact that uh, you could see he was he was he was so happy in life, and and he was that. He was just he was he was a gentleman, and he was he was a great family man. And it's an awful loss to them, more so than ourselves. Even it's, yeah. it's just a huge huge loss to them. That's it. And I suppose really, um, you you know that the type of guy he was. Um, obviously, he captained many a team as well down 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 here uh, in Roscommon, and of course. He had a distinguished career from, um, like I was speaking to a team, a former teammate of his, Ray Lannan. He was involved in 92 for the Roscommon Miners. But the, the two of them played, uh, like under 16, minor, under 21, and, and senior together. And, um, you know, he, he had real leadership qualities. But when you think of all that in mind, he would have made, if, if you know, if he hadn't, if this hadn't happened, he would have made, he would have went on probably to be a very good coach because I think he, he had that engaging thing, you know, where where he got he, he engaged in, with people, or people engaged with him, and you know, if he said something, they they respected what he said, and they would listen to him. So he he would have had good those qualities would have been great for him. For you know, the, he would have made a great coach, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely. We had a we had a group of young lads coming through in two thousand and one, and they would have been um, they would have been very good footballers at under age level, and of course very raw coming into a very strong senior setup in 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 Jules, and also playing against you know club level was very very strong at the time in Dublin, and uh, a lot of them have come back, and it's amazing. We, we we as I told you, we set up a group where it's former players just looking for them. Um, Stories and comments and videos about Connor and uh, the young lads all come back with the same story. That yeah. like obviously Connor was a tough, tough guy and he was a tough guy on the pitch, but the amount of times they said that you know how he he brought them along, how he helped them, how he helped them on the pitch and then off the pitch a completely different character again, but always engaging with them, always wanted to know how they were, not just about football, how they were, what they were doing in school, how they were they going to college. You know, he was just a very engaging guy, and as you said, he was a leader. There's no doubt about it. And I mean, he he had he had success then with Ballycumber down there when he went down and managed them. But he was he was certainly a leader on and off the pitch, and he had that engaging personality. I mean, you know, I think I think anybody who knows him and 
even when I said over the radio, like yeah, that, that mischievous looking smile about him, where we'd see it. But you know, everybody was happy to see him after a game. You yeah, know? and I think yeah, most certainly, most certainly, I think he 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 would have gone on to be a very very fine coach. Yeah, I know he was uh, very busy in work, but he he was uh, he had those attributes, all right. And of course, uh, I, I was saying to you off here as well, uh, talking to Brian. Um, that he had, uh, I got a text from Brian, and he was saying that, uh, you know, he, he loved referees. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, he was, he was very fond of them, yeah. He, we have a number, number of referees in Dublin that probably, probably were glad to see him move down to Ballycumber, put it that way. Um, yeah, he engaged with them, and sometimes he, he got, the wrong end of it. Sometimes he was right, but still got the wrong end of it. But uh, no, no. Sometimes it, that could be that could be entertaining in itself. And Connor said, "Oh, first a referee to tell him exactly course, what he had done wrong." Of course, of course, we all we we all still have yet to see a referee change in his mind. But he has a fine collection of re- of red and yellow cards. Well, on a lighter, lighter hearted note, I guess. It is. It is. Yes, obviously, you know. I know, and look, I think anybody knew Connor knew that that was the case, and it probably was. Uh, he, 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 even if he got a card, he's still trying like the referee see the error of his ways. But yeah, no, he was. Uh, he was definitely on the lighter side. There was many in the field after, after, after. Uh, you know, after red cards from not to, not to, not to get for suspensions and different things like that. You know, to, to he had his own. I think he's his own bodyguard. I think Colin O'Brien up in Jews, Monk, who was the manager at the time. He was his own body, personal bodyguard to escort him off the field. If he did see the red, he used to go on just to make sure that it didn't get any worse uh, or the suspension wasn't doubled. Yeah. But no, look, I mean, it was great even afterwards. He could, and that's the thing, like, Connor would have been worked up at the time and worked up maybe the referee making a wrong decision. But again, the great thing about it was they might go for a point afterwards and immediately the sliding would start on Connor, you know, about what he'd done. And you know, his 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 reaction was completely. He just had the crack. A big smile on his face, laugh about it. He, you know, take it on the chin and have the crack with it. And uh, yeah, it's just another huge part of it that you're gonna miss now going forward. Like you know, we're still telling these stories. That's it. And I think these are the stories that will give the family comfort. And of course, when you look when you look at the the kids he has now, obviously Connor or um. Uh, Owen and Owen and Rasa uh, and Cara, like yeah. Yeah, the three of them, I'm sure they're they'll if, if they're going to be anything like uh, Connor, they they'll make fine footballers too when they when they get older. Oh, absolutely, and more importantly, they make fine people like with Claire there and with Connor. You know that uh, you know they make they, they make fine people, and um, you know that's the hope. That's that's that's. They grow up known exactly, and hopefully these stories and, and and anything we can do to shed some light on what what Connor was like, you know that that can help them when they grow up to to let them know, you know how much he was thought of. That's it. Um, like I mean, people like yourself and myself, and you know anyone that knew him, it was a privilege knowing him because of the type of person he was. You could have the crack with him, but he 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 could be serious when he wanted as well. So. I mean, he he could adapt to whatever situation, but he was always he was always there for people, which was great. Yeah, I think the big thing about him, and I was asked, like you know, and and, and we will talk about the football and we'll talk about everything else that goes with it. But the one thing that hits home with me with Connor is that, that 
Connor was a genuine person. He was the most genuine person you'll ever meet. Like he was honest to he was honest to a fault, but uh, you know he was an absolute gentleman. And uh, you know he just loved meeting him. He loved meeting him no matter what, no matter where it was, be it a wedding, even Lord forbid at a funeral or, or uh, a football match. You just loved to see Connor coming towards you because you know you always had a great chat with him and great time with him, and he was just. Yeah, he was one of a kind. He was a gentleman. He was a a great guy, now, an absolute great guy, and he'd be badly missed. That's it. That's it. And uh, but I, I'm sure he's he'd be looking over us, and and he'd be supporting St Jude's and Ballycumber and Craig's and every time every team he played with. And of course, there's common footballers, and he'd be he'd be shouting on from above, and he'd be encouraging people. He'd be encouraging us all from up up, up above. Please God, yeah. Please God, no. Okay, listen, yeah. thanks very much for your time, uh, and, uh, and of course, we, we'll stay in touch. No problem at all. Take care. Okay. All the best. That's Bye right. And that was uh, Ender Crennan from St. Hugh's J Club, uh, former uh, a teammate of uh, Connors. Hello, how are you doing? And now it's time for another song. And this is a song, thanks, uh, I found out about it, thanks very, thanks to uh, German Daly uh, from Ballycumber GA Club. He told me that um, Simon Casey wrote a song on Connor, Connor uh, called Kennelly's Winning Matches. So thanks to, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Vinnie Minnock and... Uh, and Simon Casey as well uh, for being very helpful and also uh, Jermud for helping me get this song and here it is it's uh, na- it's uh, live uh, it's a live performance and Connor was there on the night so this made that makes it even more special and I'm going to dedicate this to everyone who who uh, contributed uh, and sa- and uh, shared with me their uh, fi- their sporting memories of Connor, so this is this is going out to you all. There are so many to mention. This is going out to you all, and I hope you enjoy it. This is Canelli's winning matches by Simon Casey. Oh, 
Jack Green man, Ernie Daly man, Ethan Keenan man, we got Seth's man, Chris McDonald man, Sean Hackett and we got Jamie the man, John Parker man, John Parker man, Adrian Kelly and we got Susan man, Ross Cozy man, Richard Dunn man, Tommy Casey and we got Shadow man, Big G man, Gary Ackerman, man, 68 it all is a dream man, hey, his destiny is now, never in the sun. Sport tribute to Connor, and uh, on the line we have another we have uh, another tribute uh, to uh, to Connor, and uh, we have uh, Jared Dowd, uh, who's involved in Craig's rugby or Craig's GA club. Hello, Jared. How are you? Are you well? In how are you? Not too bad. No, not too bad. Yeah, uh, a huge loss to uh, the the uh, the GA community. Connor was a great player and. Uh, you knew him for many years, and uh, of course he was a good friend. He was a friend of uh, mine and a friend of a lot of people's. But uh, a very talented, very talented, uh, very talented player. And of course he uh, learned learned the trade with Craig's GA Club. Or, uh, yeah, he did. It. Yeah, he. he um, I suppose he started his uh, his his early school days in, in Craig's in international school in Craig's, of course, before. Heading, heading to Roscommon and to uh, CBS and to uh, to Mel's later on. So you know that's where I first encountered him when he was in first class in uh, in in Craig's National School. We had amalgamated uh, my school, Curtis Jeeves amalgamated into into Craig's National School, and Matthew McDonald was the principal there. So Connor was there in first class, and you know from the word go, he had a tremendous interest in sport and uh, uh, very very very. Uh, very smart academically as well, of course, and um, um, just love being out playing ball all the time, break times and lunch times, and that's where I suppose his career began. And he, he's learned all of the skills there, kicking against the wall, playing ball with the lads, and you know, um, and from there, I suppose uh, you know, making the school team, and he, he was he was, you know able to make it even when he was only in maybe fourth class of that, which was kind of unusual at the time. So, you know, you could see he had great ability even as a young age, great speed and great athleticism and uh, uh, just natural ability, really sort of ability you can't really teach. And um uh, you know, so he had some success with the with the local school team and then graduating to the 
to the Craig Zato team. And again, he had great success there, you know, success with uh, Craig's Purity, our local, um, our neighbours there. We joined together for underage and they won a division, a division two title and I think it was 1992. And again, Connor was the leader there. And you could see in all the teams he, he played, he was at the forefront. He was a leader. He drove, he drove things on. So he, he, well, they won a county title there in 1992 and then he graduated to the Craig's team in 1993. Um, and, um, um, we reached a junior final, I remember there against St. Michael's and he was a, only a 17 year old coming down, he made a huge impression and, uh, we drew the first day, uh, in Elfin and the replay was the following Sunday and Connor, Connor rolled his ankle the week, the week before the, the week intervening between the replay and the, and the first match and he didn't play in the replay and we were beaten so, you know, even at that stage, um, he would have made a huge difference, Jerk. Yeah. Yeah, his last even as a seventeen-year-old, you know, he, he 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 was already standing out, you know. So, um, you know, huge loss to us, a huge loss to the community, and especially more particularly to his family, to his wife Claire, and to his children, and of course to his his parents Jimmy and Nora. Well, you you know the family and, uh, very well, obviously, just being down the road from the school and things like that, so. Yeah, they've always been an integral part of the school, integral part of a local GA club or a rugby club of, of our life, really. Nora uh, uh, used to run a bus service to our school uh, going back in the earlier years, so she's been involved, always supporting the school and everything we do, and um, all the all the lads uh, went to school in Craig's, Robert and James and Dara and Sharon, all, all attended our school and, and all left. Uh, major imprints there over the years, and of course the family w- would have been proud to have seen um, to see Dara and Connor playing on the same minor team there for the for Roscommon. Uh, you know the year they won the Connor title as well. Yeah, that would have been hugely yeah, proud moment for yeah, them. Of course, they you know both Dara and and and, and, and Connor uh, always had the ability to play at the elite level and for them to play minor under twenty one and. Uh, you know, Connor graduation to the senior team, so that was always going to happen. And uh, they were very passionate. Connor was a very passionate uh, Roscommon supporter, and uh, um, you know, uh, came back in recent years and when he was involved with Roscommon as well. He'd always be in contact with me talking about Roscommon, and we always have long chats about uh, matches that would have happened over the weekend, and giving me advice and giving me his views and stuff like that. And I know he came in to talk to the Roscommon team in 2016 before I got involved with Kevin McStay and Fergal O'Donnell and they were all very impressed with the kind of delivery to the lads there about how meant to play with Roscommon and the passion involved in it and uh, everybody was very impressed with that. Um, and uh, also Craig, so we, we won the junior title in 2016. I was the manager of that team and uh, Connor. We, we played Connor's team in Ballycumber, where he's married. Um, uh, that's his, his, his local club now. Um, yeah. we used to play them there. We played them in 2016. We actually played them again last year. And, um, uh, it was something regular that we used to do. And Connor gave us a lovely chat after the game in 2016. It was the week before the county final, actually. It was kind of, it gave a lot of confidence, uh, to the lads and we were down and won it. So uh, Connor had his part to play in that. <clears throat> That's very good, and uh, of course he was a great, as, as other people have said, he was a, a great player, but a, a lovely guy on and off the field, and 
Like like I said previously, whatever what went on on the field, what went on on the field stayed on the field. He, he ne- it never happened off the field. You know, it never carried off to no, no, they came off the pitch. No, he was totally committed on the field, and you know, uh, everyone knew that he was very driven, very very uh, very committed, and uh, you know, uh, but you know, you can see from the outpouring of of, of respect and. You know, respect uh, 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 contacts exceed on Facebook from all over the country, all the different people he met, and all the respect that he's held in from football players at the top level all over the country. So the whole GA world uh, have been on this story. And, um, you know, Connor left that impact um, from, 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 from playing at the high level that he did play at. But I suppose the final thing I'd say really, I suppose, is that, you know, he, he never forgot his local club Quirks. He came back actually after he, he played the Jews, he played at Larry's. And, you know, he played with whatever clubs came his way when he had to, he had to go to Dublin to become a solicitor and he moved, moved in Thomas and things like that. But he, he did return and play with again. I think it was in 2007. We got to another junior final there and were narrowly beaten. But I think, you know, he, he loved to return to his roots. He loved to return to his old club. He, he never forgot that. He never forgot the link with his old club. That was the mark of, of the land, really. That's it. Uh, back, back to where it all started. Uh, well, thanks very much for your time and, and giving us your, your sporting <laughs> memories of, of Connor. And, uh, as we know, like, he, he'd be missed by, by everyone that knew him. So thanks very much for your time, Ger, and we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you, Ed. Okay, no problem. And that was Ger Dow from Craig's J Club. Oh, and there we have another uh, tri- uh, another tribute to Connor here from uh, from Co- from Craig's J Club. We have Adrian Ledley. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Very good indeed, Aidan. That's good. That's- Hello, and you're very welcome back to uh, Raw Sport, a tribute to Connor. And we have uh, another sporting moment, and we have. Tony Walsh on the line uh, from Shannon Blues GA Club in Boston. Hello, how are you doing, Tony? Good evening. Good. Not, not too bad. That's good. That's good. Yeah, um, it's it's sad time for for the GA world at the moment with with, with Connor with Connor gone. And uh, you rang share with us your your favorite your favorite sporting moment or your your uh, sporting memory of Connor. Yeah, Connor um, met Connor in 1999. He came out to Boston. At that time, players were brought out um, to Boston from Ireland. They stayed play with us for the summer months here. Um, basically, uh, lived with me for a few days and uh, worked for me the entire summer. And basically, became a pretty good friend of mine. We've stayed in touch down through the years since and met meet up at times, met up at times at all islands and different stuff. Um, that year, Clan is one of the main members on the team, but um, especially in the time of basically half time. Um, we had another of us coming around the, in the stand, using Carter, and they said, boys, who started getting beaten at half time. And basically, Carter was switched on to the hand player at midfield, and basically turned the game. And we won it. We both won, uh, we won junior and senior guys, which was probably one of the best years the club had. And then, um, really thoroughly enjoyed it, and really shocked. And a lot of people shocked and heartbroken here on this side of the Atlantic, and heard the news on, uh, on Saturday, but it was a, uh, it was a pleasure knowing him, pleasure to play with them, and a pleasure to have him as part of the club that he had for this short time. 
That's it. So, um, what would you say were his main skills? I know, like as I was saying to people, I'm, I I played against him and played with him as well. But a, a very a, a real gentleman off the pitch, but and a great competitor <laughs> off, off the, on the pitch. But um, you know, he had, he had a great engine. He he'd run up and down the pitch all day. He he had oh, copious right. amounts of of uh, of energy. But he also had a great eye for a point or or a goal. And I suppose uh, a lot of people here in Roscommon would remember him for his. Uh, a great display for uh, Roscommon against Mayo in the kind of final in 2001. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was, when he was playing forward for Roscommon, that basically, you know, obviously he's dipping down the field and, and get the scores and do what he do, but on that particular day, he was asked to do do a job and uh, he basically took this other guy out, out of the game. He basically turned the tide of the game. He, can, he could play both ways, put it that way. Yeah. I preferred having him with me, with me than against me. He was no, he was no angel on the field, but I loved, I loved having him in suitors for football over here, and especially with the Shannon Blues. It suited his style of play, so he tried, he tried to put it that way, you know. That's it, and I suppose over, over, over in, in the States as well, um, there would have been a lot of players uh, playing for different clubs oh, yeah. around the States uh, that played inter-county football over here and they, they went over for the summer or whatever. Um, so what sort of play, what sort of players would have been playing against over there? It was, well, it was probably, on our team last year, it was, it was uh, Stephen McGuire from, um, from Ireland. It was probably five county players. At that time, you were able to come out. There wasn't a Super 8. So at that time, once you were over the championship at home, you were, you were coming here. So then you were playing every team, basically, had about, you know, five or six inter-county. Plus the players that were here at the time were players that had been here, that played, most of them had played at county level at, at one stage or another. <coughs> at okay. one stage or another. So really, really the standard was um, very, very high. So, you know, it was right up there. I would say, with, you know, maybe Sigerson football or something like those. Because it was it was competitive, really competitive, you know. That's it. Because he pl- he played he played um, Sigerson Cup for UCD as well in in, in when he was yeah. uh, when when he was in college as well. But uh, I I suppose what, what would you what would you have to say about Connor as a person? I know from my part from my experience of him as a friend, he was a very good friend and he was always very helpful. If he if he could give you advice or help you, he'd he'd help you, you know. Yeah. No, he was he was he was a total gentleman. I mean, not I mean. Lots of people have come out here through the years, and um, it was then you, you stay in touch with them. You stay in touch with them now and again. They may come back out for holidays, or you run into Benarn and different stuff. But he was he was just one. You know, there was a few of them that I you know always made a point of meeting up with, and a lot of people did. So he was he was just a gentleman off the field. He was a lot of fun. You know, great energy, great everything. You know, really. So I wouldn't be put it this way. I wouldn't be making that. Sorry, <laughs> it's an awful call to me, but I wouldn't be. Uh, you know. That's it. And I was talking to uh, Eugene earlier on as well, and and uh, he w- he was saying that a lot of uh, high-profile inter-county players here here in Ireland now that uh, the likes of Sean O'Dwyer and players like that often said to him that he you know they are they'd, they'd rather play with him than against him that he, because he was that t- he was that type of a player you know but uh, and that that's a, yeah. that's a great tribute and it would be of great comfort to. Uh, his brother, his sister, his wife, and kids, and everyone uh, that knows him, you, you know that he was held in that regard. Because, uh, as we know, um, Sean O'Dwyer and, and people and players like him, because you know, were very, uh, were very good players and very good, very good halfbacks. So, to, for, for a halfback yeah. of his of his um, caliber to say that, it's it's uh, it, it must be a good, uh, a great comfort, and uh, they must be very proud of him to hear someone like that say that. 
Oh yeah, definitely. He was he was not going to back down. That's put it that way. He wouldn't back down from anything. So, I mean, that's that's all that needs to be said. And then he could take the score as well. So he could get it on both sides. Yeah, and uh, and of course himself and Dara played very played played together as well. Dara, and actually, Dara Dara was out here with us the same year. Actually, and played quite a couple with us also. Yeah, so I was talking. You know, yeah. he was here, so we did, yeah, we had a great time with him, you know, but here we are, so sad. That's it. I will, yeah. um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, I will, I will leave it at that now. Thanks, thanks very much for your, for your time, Tony, and uh, we, we appreciate you giving your, giving your thoughts and your, your favourite sporting memory of Connor. And that, that was uh, Tony Walsh of Shannon Blues J Club in Boston. Hello there, and uh, thanks very much for tuning in. Unfortunately, we we have come to the end of uh, the show. Um, I just want to say on my behalf, um, the the friends and the people that I have spoken to while while putting together while making this show, um, I have gotten back from ye way more than I have given ye in the shape of this show. I hope you enjoyed. Um, all the listen back to all the lovely tributes for uh, for Connor, uh, very well deserved. Uh, all lovely people, and I've made, as I said, I've made many friends, and uh, I'm sure for everyone collectively who has who has tuned into this uh, this show, um, uh, of which I appreciate, you know, that listening to each other's stories has brought us all together, and um. You know, so that's, and I hope that, uh, it's, it will give you, uh, comfort at this time. Uh, I'd also like to give a special mention to Claire. I'd like to give a special mention to Claire, Rasa, Cara, and of course Owen, as well as his mo, as well as Connor's mum, dad, and James, Dara, and Robert, and also Sharon and Aoife as well. Um, there, who I sent a video there to about uh, uh, um, a tribute to uh, Connor as well. So um, hopefully um, that you enjoyed the show and it'll be uh, something that you can listen back to in years to come and uh, everyone can uh, listen to. Of course, all the clubs involved, everyone that, uh, you know, that uh, did interviews and all that, you, you know, you can... Do you can use that now as well as that? Just want to say that there has been uh, so many, uh, so many uh, chats with people, and uh, but no one is left out. Don't worry, I'm going to do a part two, which is going to be um, a part two. So that's going to be Ross Sport tribute to Connor part two and that's going to be uh that's going to be a podcast so that will be done later on today and i will be sharing that up um on the respect uh let's respect connor uh facebook page and of course on my uh facebook page aiden a.r raftery and also the facebook pages for ross sport sports view and sports view extra so if you go to those pages and all the twitter pages as well for those shows so and um if you're interested in receiving it uh get semi uh send me an email to ross sport at uh, ross sport on rossfm at aol.com and I can email you on the link thank you very much and uh, we'll uh, we'll be transferring over now and I'll I'll be doing the uh, the podcast so thanks very much everyone bye
Seems like yesterday we used to rock the show. I laced the track, you locked the flow. So far from hanging on the block for dough. Notorious, they got to know that life ain't always what it seemed to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Even though you're gone, we still a team. Through your family, I'll fulfill your dreams. In the future, can't wait to see if you open up the gates for me. Reminisce sometime, the night they took my friend. Try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feeling's hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half a breath. I know you're still living your life after death. Still living your life after death. 